right now the inventory is so low and because we're kind of phasing, you know, getting to phase two hopefully soon, uh, we have a lot of buyers. Buyers are, are everywhere. Everything's going over ask price. I mean, I've been putting offers and offers and there's not, I haven't seen one go under. Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. And next up, we have James Wanglin. He's the manager of townhousing real estate and the owner of Wanglin Salino Construction. Uh, I want you, if there's one thing that you get out of this interview, I want you to listen to what he did right, as the be right at the beginning of quarantine to help him end up with more house sales during the quarantine than he has ever recorded any other time. Because this is the difference between what an entrepreneur does versus what just a, a regular business person does. He is truly an entrepreneur and he created something that allowed him to have uh, a product that nobody else had right at the beginning of quarantine that allowed for him to sell much more, much more quickly and much more effectively. And this is something that we need to all take from this because we have to all have that entrepreneurial mind. Next up, James Wanglin, manager, townhousing real estate and owner of Wanglin Salino Construction. Okay, I'm here with James Wanglin. He's the owner of Salino Wanglin Construction and he's also the manager of townhousing real estate. James, thanks for coming in. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and uh, a little bit more about your businesses. Thank you, Tony. Uh, yeah, so so for my businesses, uh, I'm very real estate focused. So I started back in 2012. Uh, I bought my first house and I, I house hacked. Uh, so I lived there, I fixed it up, and, and I sold it. And right from there, I knew I loved real estate. I loved working at homes. I loved just that whole hustle and bustle of the real estate market. Uh, so since 2012, uh, I bought some warehouses. I bought some vacant land. I bought houses. Uh, and kind of started building a portfolio of flips, rentals, uh, and just kind of holds and, and kind of waits to see what the market does and then sell. Uh, so I kind of started accumulating all these properties and, and through all of that, uh, I needed to work on them. And initially I'd work on it by myself, uh, it would take a long time. And I realized I, I had a need. I needed people to help work on them with me. I needed uh, workers. So I started a construction company with a business partner of mine. Uh, we worked on the houses and then we had employees and we started growing that team to help build our own houses with them. Uh, through all that, people wanted us to do their houses. They wanted their houses renovated. So we actually built a full blown construction team. Now, uh, they work on our houses, they work on other people's houses and are really kind of general contractors, uh, for the whole market. Uh, and then kind of through there, uh, just kind of still been building our portfolios, uh, and being that real estate related, we, you know, had agents, but I decided to come one. So I got my broker's license uh, so I could help others buy and sell real estate. So I kind of have that education where not only, you know, am I using my brokerage for my own needs and as far as buying and selling, but I'm helping others, making sure that others can buy and, and use that construction knowledge to make sure they understand what they're buying and the process that they're going to go through. Uh, so through that, uh, you know, I became a manager of townhousing real estate. So. Uh, right now we have 10 agents uh, we're trying to grow that uh, the agent count uh, help educate them train them uh, with the sales of real estate uh, so that way they can help more and it was a college storage and moving company 
and you just sold it on January 1st, uh, 2020. And you also have a, a second business was a boat yacht detailing business and you sold 75% um, in uh, 2018, the rest in July of 2020. So uh, several questions on that, but first, did you already know about the coronavirus? Is that why you uh, picked that time frame? Yeah, I, I, I can't believe the, the luck I drew there, and, and I, I feel bad for the new owners, but they did make the best of everything. But uh, yeah, it's almost like I had some on January 1st. Um, but you know, going back to that, so you started right out of college, uh, starting businesses. Tell me a little bit more about that. Do you, do you, um, you know, how did you, how do you feel you, you, you learned your entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. So uh, it's funny you ask that. So just a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, you know, why am I an entrepreneur? How did, how did I kind of get started in this? And I realized it's actually my family sort of has a history of, of entrepreneurism. Uh, my my great grandpa uh, had a farm. They had a farm in Springville, uh, you know, cows and, and green beans. And, and that's what they did. And they had their own farm and they supplied green beans all over New York State. Uh, my father, he, uh, in his 30s, started a uh, auto um, classic car restoration company, and I kind of grew up around that. Uh, so kind of as a kid, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to start a business. Uh, and then when I graduated college, uh, I realized I, I can, you know, I finally have that freedom to do so. So I started a college storage and moving business. Uh, while I was in college, I was a resident assistant. I saw that need that students move out. They don't know what to do with their stuff. They can't live there in the summer. They don't want to take the stuff home with them. So what do you do with it? You got to rent a U-Haul. You got to rent a storage locker. It wasn't easy. I figured, can I simplify that? So I decided to come to the campus. Uh, I would move you out. I would store all your things all summer and I'd bring it back to you. Full service from the beginning to the end. And I started that right out of college as my first business. Uh, and right there, I just loved it. Um, from there, uh, the following year, I started the boat detailing business. So there, you know, in Buffalo, a lot of boats, they need to get clean, they need to get washed, and they need to shine. Uh, so I started that one right after, you know, buffing boats, waxing boats, and started building up that client list. And it was just kind of a direction I went. Uh, the worry part of me was it's both a summer business. It's not a full year business. It's not, you know, 365 days of the year. And that's when I realized uh, real estate is, is year round. And that's kind of how I shifted those focuses. Interesting. And you also, uh, you, you bought your first house you had mentioned in July of 2012. And uh, I also know that uh, you bought and sold over 50 properties since then. Mm -hmm. um, how do you, you know, it's like, how do you jump into all of this? Because most people would, would be pretty darn afraid to start any of these or try any of this. And yet it's not, it just seems like you're this serial entrepreneur and you're not worried about it at all. How do you get to that level? How do you do that? Yeah, uh, you know, with the real estate, it, it, you start with the first house, and, and that's a lot of people. People really want to get into real estate, and and I think it's such a smart idea to get in real estate as young as you can. But it starts with that first deal. You have to do that first deal. Don't think ten houses ahead or twenty houses. It's really getting that first deal under your belt. And after that, you get your second one, and it, it's just like anything else. It starts snowballing. You find that niche. You find that okay, you can get it. You can fix it. You can sell it. You made a little bit of money. You take that money, maybe buy one or two more now, and you just kind of keep snowballing those. Uh, properties one after another. Uh, so really, you know, you got to start with one. Uh, and then from there, you plan accordingly, if, if it's something that fits your needs, and you have to figure out what strategy real estate, there's a lot of strategies, right? You can buy and hold and get that rent, you can buy, fix up and sell. 
you can buy uh, rent for a year, fix up a little bit, and then sell. I mean, there's a lot of different strategies uh, that real estate uh, brings to you, and you have to determine what strategy do you want to do. And how old are you? I'm, I just turned 30 uh, two days ago now. Oh, man. Happy birthday. 30, <laughs> year, 30 years old, and you have already bought and sold 50 properties, and you've, you've uh, been involved in, I don't know how many, I mean, you've, you've sold the two that we talked about. You're in two right now. How many more in between are we talking about? For, for businesses. Businesses. Oh, businesses. Um, so, you know, obviously there's, there's a, a lot of them became real estate holding companies and, and everything like that. So the first two, you know, the boats and the storage, uh, they started becoming distractions. I got, I started doing more real estate, more real estate. And then comes May and I couldn't do real estate. I had to do boats. I had to do summer storage and it was a distraction. It didn't let me focus on what I really wanted to focus on, which was a year round business and real estate. Uh, so that's why I sold the two companies so I could focus solely on the business of real estate. Uh, with the real estate, I have multiple businesses. So, you know, I have the construction company. I, I do the brokerage and help people. But then the other real estate, they all have different strategies. So one is buy, fix up, and sell, right? Simple flip, make the money, keep it rolling, and buy the next one. Another one of the LLCs is buy, fix up, and rent. So you got that, that steady rental income, that passive income that everyone enjoys. And the third one was one that people don't do as much, and it's buying vacant land. Uh, I love vacant land. Uh, and with the vacant land, you buy it, you hold it, you pay taxes on it, you, you cut the lawn, you maybe shovel the sidewalk, and you wait for that need for that vacant land, or you create that need for that vacant land and sell to an end user, where that end user might be to build a house, maybe it's a parking lot, uh, maybe it's some uh, hunting grounds to, to put a cabin on and, and go hunting in the, in the fall. Uh, so that's the third one. So they all have different kinds of strategies in that real estate uh, but they all, you know, collectively are the same focus, at least to me, as far as real estate and, and the future. Interesting. Now, um, you started out with with the houses and, and that ultimately led to you having to have to restore them, uh, you know, the construction, which which then evolved into a construction company. Let's start with the real estate. I, I'm curious, how, how has COVID-19 affected uh, the whole real estate market at this point? Yeah, so uh, it's changed it. And, and I think it's changed it for the better. And, and you might hear this with other businesses that COVID made you reevaluate how can you still buy and sell homes during COVID times. Uh, as soon as everything hit, I bought a 360 camera. So that 360 camera, I can go to a house, I can run it through the whole house, set it up on a program on my computer, shoot you a link, and you can walk through the houses if you were there. Just like Google Street, you can click and you move to that corner. You click, you move over there. So that was the first thing I did. And I think that's a trend that's really going to catch on is why do I have to go look at 10 homes? Because I might not like any of them. I might not like the layout. I might not like the color or the feel or whatever. You get that whole idea through the 360 tour. You just click and move and you're like, okay, you know what? This is a house I would like. And from there, what we started doing is if you like it, let's put an offer on it, sight unseen, right? You got that 360 tour. You kind of have seen it. Maybe you haven't smelled it yet, right? But you've been there. Uh, you put an offer on it and it's contingent on going inside. So they put, you know, no in-person showings, right? So you can't go inside until you have a contract. So they put the contract in, they get it. Then, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours later, the client will walk through that home, make sure they do like it. Everything smells good, feels good, looks good. Uh, and then the contract moves forward. 
So there's still a lot of real estate deals, a lot of buyers, and this is the way that buying changed. It really became virtual, uh, you know, at least for the initial steps. Whereas before it was go into as many houses as you possibly can, figure out ones you like. Here, here's the link, here's the link, figure out which one you like. And, and it actually made it a lot more efficient, not just for me, right? That's less time for me, but also less time for my clients. So it just became a lot more of an efficient process. So were you selling during this whole period? Yep. So uh, in, in April, about the, you know, April, beginning of May, that was the best six weeks of my real estate uh, sales. I was okay. selling a lot. That's incredible. Uh, I, I was shocked. It, it, I just couldn't believe all the opportunities that came there. And I think part of it was the mindset of, of what can I do different? I don't, you know, you just not sell for the next two, three months. That's, a, you know, not, not an idea that I would want to do. So I made sure I focused on how can we do it? How can we change that process to safely do it, right? You want to make sure everyone's safe. Uh, you know, you want to be legal, um, but also you want to make sure you accommodate as best as possible. And that was the focus and, and the sales were really good. Uh, I got a lot of listings out of that, partially because of that 360 camera. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make it so people don't need to walk through your home. That home that you, you and your family live in, I'll go in there. I'll wear my mask, my gloves, do my 360 tour. And I'm going to be able to have 100 people walk through here without ever stepping foot, right? Without ever possibly having that. And I think that was really the sales experience uh, to get those listings as well, to make sure they understand how how much easier and, and safe we can be with it. Well, that once again, that entrepreneurial mind working where you're making that quick pivot right at the uh, beginning of the quarantine so that you're, you're selling something, uh, you're, you're showing something that nobody else has, which makes it a little bit easier for you to sell, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it worked great. I, I was absolutely shocked. And, and I, I really think that's how real estate is going to be done. Uh, the other part I loved, is I was able to write contracts and, 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 you know, get these contract houses under contract without ever going there. Right. So I would do a zoom meeting, maybe with my client, they would do the virtual tour. We'd put the contract in and maybe we'd get accepted. I can't go to that in-person showings. So they would, they say they like it. Bam. So now it was a lot more efficient than me. I'm doing it all from my, from my, my desk, making sure it happens safely uh, and spending the significantly less hours doing it. So oh. it just, it just makes it a lot more scalable too. And I really think a lot of people are going to start doing it this way uh, really into the future because it is so much more efficient for everyone. Yeah. Do you, do you expect it to, uh, some portions of this then to stay this way? Or do you think that people are going to eventually want to go back to, Hey, I, I physically want to walk through this house. So the biggest thing with that is, uh, all the, you know, all agents would need to do these 360 tours, right? So that's something I offer on all of my listings. Now you do a listing with me, you're getting a 360 tour, but say my client's interested in a house that does not have one of these 360 tours then they would have to see the pictures and hope they like it. They'd have to actually go in. So I think it's going to be a combination of the two. I think the stronger listing agents will be doing this 360 tour. Uh, but some of the ones that don't have as many listings to be able to pay for that type of technology uh, would, would kind of stick with the old way. Excellent. And the market now in Buffalo, uh, in the Buffalo region, the Western New York region, how's that looking, you know, at, at the end of quarantine now? Yeah. So, so, yeah, you know, in the beginning of all this, everyone was like, what's this going to do to the market? What's this going to do to the market? And I had no idea. You know, it's so hard to understand what uh, all these layoffs can do to, to a housing market. And, and kind of you would think it would fall off a lot. You know, people are like, oh, the market's going to crash. And, and I, I didn't know what it would do. It, it was just such a hard way to kind of wrap your head around being that it's the first time something like this ever happened. Uh, through that, inventory went down. So the inventory is the amount of houses on the market that went down. Uh, you know, so when inventory is a lot low, uh, how, and then the buyers were about the same, maybe, maybe 90% uh, 
uh, you know, versus 100% of buyers. So you had a little bit less buyers, but not like the inventory. The inventory dropped, you know, 40, 50% down. Uh, so when you have extra low inventory while almost the same amount of buyers, what happens? Price goes up, right? So it's simple supply and demand. Right now, the inventory is so low. And because we're kind of phasing, you know, getting to phase two hopefully soon, uh, we have a lot of buyers. Buyers are, are everywhere. Everything's going over ask price. I mean, I've been putting offers and offers and there's not, I haven't seen one go under. It's just unbelievable for that niche market, which is like that $200,000 and less market. Uh, everything's just flying off the shelf. It, 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 nothing lasts longer in a week. Wow. That's incredible. That really is incredible. And, and you know, before COVID-19, uh, the, the real estate prices around here were, were, were increasing fast. Um, do you, do you expect to continue to see that or is that going to start to uh, yeah, as of, Right. As of right now, it's, it's still increasing. That, that, that much I do know. What's it going to do two, three months now? I would think it would still increase. I, I, I just don't see a reason why it wouldn't uh, unless the amount of buyers goes down or the amount of inventory exceeds the buyers. But right now, there's no sign of the inventory exceeding the amount of the need out there. Uh, the amount of buyers is, is significantly higher, which is going to keep driving that price up uh, in the event that there's enough job losses where the less buyers, but, uh, you know, for the people that I've always represented and talked to, they're not losing their jobs. They were just working from home and, and thankful for that. Uh, so really that buyers have not been, have been hindered by this. Interesting. The construction side of the business. Um, now another thing that it, it appears that you always seem to do is that, uh, you, you, you have a need, you create the business for that need, and then you expand it into something to help other people. But give us a little bit more uh, a history on, on the steps that you took to get to the point where you are. And now just kind of explain the growth rate. How many, how many employees do you have now? Yeah, absolutely. So, so with the construction, uh, you know, started with one employee. That's, that's how any business usually starts is you start with one and you, you grow from there. So that was about 2018, we got our first employee. He was working solely on our, our houses. Uh, from there, we grew it to two or three, mostly working on our houses, but then we started having the need, hey, work on my place, work on my place. I can't find a reliable contractor. Uh, you know, contractor took my money and I haven't heard from him, right? You hear those stories time and time again, we're like, well, you know, we're reputable people. So, uh, so Luke Salino and I, we went and, and started saying, okay, let's build this team for others as well. Uh, so as, as you may know, Lucas Salino is uh, for Salino Plumbing. Uh, they get a lot of plumbing calls. We do bathrooms really well. So we figured we would team up with Salino Plumbing. Uh, they would do the plumbing and we would do the tile and make it look pretty. Uh, so that worked out for a while. We were kind of just doing a lot of bathrooms. Uh, but from there, we kept having, hey, I need, I need uh, siding done. I need windows. I need flooring. Uh, so we continue to grow that. Uh, the hard part in any business uh, really any business is, is, is workers, finding good workers. Uh, with that, we realized, well, another thing you can do is find subcontractors. Uh, so we started building our model around our own workers, but as well as subcontractors. So we have some great subcontractors that we work with that are just phenomenal human beings, have a good crew, uh, but they're, they're not sales guys. They don't want to go door to door. They don't want to quote jobs. They don't want to collect money. They don't want to write receipts, right? They just want to work and, and show up and they do that really well. So we'll go ahead and we'll book that job. We'll do, you know, we'll, we'll explain what's going to happen. And then they go ahead and they do that job. And then maybe we finish up or we partner up. It really depends on the situation. So right now we have, we have five uh, full-time employees. Uh, we're looking to hire a couple more right now. And then we have probably a list of five subcontractors that we work with pretty regularly. Very good. Very good. Um, 
what's what's the next step for you as far as real estate are you are you currently trying to buy as much as possible or are you what are you doing right now yeah uh it, it's still a great time to buy even personally uh so i just closed on a, a nine unit uh about a week ago one or two weeks ago closed on a nine unit in, in the allentown area uh you know if i can buy it and, and and it cash flows you know i can i can buy it i can fix it up uh it makes sense um something more recently that i'm going to start playing around more is, is something called the burr strategy uh, that means you know you buy you buy it you rehab it you refinance it so you pull some money out and you repeat so an example you buy a house say for a hundred thousand dollars uh maybe you put fifty thousand into it and now it's worth two hundred thousand so we have a couple options there we could sell it and take that fifty thousand dollars or we could refinance it so we'd pull 75 percent out of that which is the entire money in there right 100 plus 50 we'll pull that 150 out finance it and now we can take that 150 thousand dollars and repeat and we can buy another house with it so that's a that's a strategy that is is actually new i've not done the strategy i know a lot of people i have but that's the focus right now in order to grow that portfolio and, and kind of keep that, that that money rolling uh is going to be using that strategy and i would assume that plays well with low interest rates yeah exactly yeah very yeah. much so do you have any idea uh the expectation of interest rates yeah, so so I'm closing on another uh, house um, probably in a week or two, and I got 3.1% um, for a residential rate, which is just it's incredible. I have heard a few people get in at 2.99%. For uh, how long of a period? For 30 for 30 year fixed. Wow, that's it, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, it's, it's wild. And then if you go for a commercial, you're looking around 4.5% to 5% uh, for any commercial loan. Do you expect that to stay there for a while, or do you do you think that might well, you know, I, it's hard to know, right? So it depends on the feds. It depends on a lot of, on, on the bonds and everything like that. For the time being, yes, I do expect that. So I know the feds are very smart on knowing that interest rates really can help us recover out of COVID. Uh, so I do expect that they're not going to make any, any rate increases this year. Uh, future years, it's hard to know about. Uh, it really depends on how the economy recovers from this. Uh, but even before all of this, you still could get rates at, you know, 3.75, which is still a really good rate. Uh, that's going to always, always really cash flow. You're always gonna be able to get rent. That's going to be able to support the mortgage and taxes. Uh, so really those rates, uh, work, but obviously the lower the rate, the, the more money in your pocket in the end right now. That's great. That's great. It seems like that, uh, you're settling in on real estate and, and real estate related, uh, companies. Is, is that the end game for you or, or are you um, considering other businesses? I, I definitely, it's gonna, any business I start going forward is, is going to be real estate related. Uh, you know, I, I understand that I have a passion for it. Uh, so that's definitely going to be stick to be the part of what I do. Uh, construction, I, I'd like to continue to grow that. So uh, now with construction, you know, I had to learn how can we uh, help more customers? How can we keep growing it? So now we're starting to roll out uh, virtual estimates. So, so we're going to, roll out probably next week here. You can go right to our website. Uh, you can put in your information and then we do a virtual estimate just like you and I are doing right now. They're going to go show me their bathroom. They have a tape measure. Awesome. They're going to measure it for me. If not, I probably have a rough idea what the sizes will be. We're going to talk about their design uh, all virtually. And then through there, I'm going to go ahead and send renditions of what that bathroom or kitchen might look like. They'll approve it and we can price it all right there. So one, that's going to be able to help us meet more customers, uh, be a little bit more efficient. Um, and also keep that safety, right? So keep that, those traces down that, uh, those contact traces down. So that was the idea of, of launching that. And even when COVID's say not a thing or, or people aren't worried about that, 
it still brings that efficiency up. It still makes it easy for the customer, uh, makes it easy for us to be able to meet the needs of that customer. And uh, once again, I think it's one of those things that COVID really helped improve a business for the better. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, James, we're all finally getting out of quarantine. Uh, but during that time frame, who are you quarantined with and how did that work out for you? <laughs> so so uh, luckily, I, I got a girlfriend about a year ago, a little over there. So I got to, <laughs> I got to quarantine <laughs> with her. So that, that lucked out in, in my favor. And, and she's been great and, and, and everything's been going well there. Um, besides that, uh, it's just my employees, you know, so I've been seeing them. I see them every day and, and, uh, luckily we, we kind of take some precautions, but we had multiple job sites set up. So all I do every day is, is go to Home Depot and, 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 and check on them, bring them material and talk to them. So it's kind of a combination between the two, uh, you know, work-life balance. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, what do you do on your spare time? Uh, spare time, uh, you know, travel. I think that's, that's my favorite thing. And that's the hardest thing that, that COVID's done is not let me travel. So I had to cancel four trips so far. Wow. Uh, so I'm hoping, hoping we can open back up and travel. I, you know, even if I can do weekend trips to Chicago or, or Fort Lauderdale, uh, you know, I, I love that. Uh, I was supposed to be in Vegas this past week. I, I wasn't. So, so definitely, definitely the traveling is, is probably my biggest passion to do outside of work because when I travel, then I'm truly probably not going to work. Uh, it's so hard to vacation locally right I got to check on that job I got to see that thing but if I'm in Florida sure maybe take, make a phone call two or three but besides that I'm at the beach I'm enjoying myself uh, so that's why I love to travel because it's truly kind of a break from work and lets me reset excellent James Wanglin thank you for coming in the owner of Selena Wanglin Construction and the manager of Town Housing Real Estate James thanks again man absolutely thank you Tony and uh happy belated birthday <laughs> thank you take care yeah